three, two, one. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show, Jenny Matthews and Tater. You're not supposed to clap for yourself, Tater? Usually other people clap for you, I'm just saying. You also, you said by pleasure, and it made me feel like I was at Chick-fil-A. Oh, was your heart so happy? Anything you ask. Could I have some extra ketchup? My pleasure. Could you take the pickles off of that chicken sandwich? My pleasure. Can and, I have this for free? My pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, think, I think there's the line. I think that's where they draw. They are still a business, Jenny. They do need to make money. By the way, I have a, a life hack that I'd like to share with everyone at Chick-fil-A. So, you know, you go and you're starving, right? And that line wraps around the building. And I don't care where you live. I feel like all Chick-fil-A's have the line that wraps around the building. Now, I will say they've got that thing down to a science, right? They get you in, in and out pretty quickly. Right. But sometimes I don't even have the patience or the time for that. Sometimes I need my chicken and my waffle fries a little faster. Come on. So anyway, get the Chick-fil-A app, order it and do the curbside, you know, pick up like you just park into the spot right there at the Chick-fil-A. And I'm telling you, that is the way to go. And you pay from your phone, everything. It's all so convenient. I'm all about that app. And you can use your rewards. I use my rewards. And because we go there so frequently, I have lots of rewards. So why don't you bring some Chick-fil-A in for us one day? Because my children and I, and I would include my husband in that sentence, except for he doesn't eat it nearly as much as we do. Uh, We consume it very quickly. You've been on the phone with me when I'm eating Chick-fil-A. You know how... It's fantastic. Obnoxious it is. It's fantastic. Because you you present yourself very well. Thank You're you. a very beautiful person. Thank you. And to hear you <laughs> eat Chick-fil-A, you don't sound like what you normally present yourself. I mean, you sound like a monster. Like a monster, a horse. I mean, something. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, I'm proud of it. By you. the way, all this rant, you think... That the podcast is sponsored by Chick-fil-A. It's not. Jenny just loves it. We're actually presented by Blue Beetle Pest hey. Control. Hey. Blue Beetle. Hey, YouTube. Check it out. A little blue, little blue beetle bug there. Um, I actually, I need to call him today because we were sitting at the kitchen table yesterday. We're having chicken wings. Chicken wings are awesome. We're eating some chicken wings. And I'm not going to lie. It was just a tiny little thing, Nothing. But I had an ant <gasps> on my kitchen table. Dun, like dun, that. Dun! That first warm day. A, l- a little itty bitty thing. It wasn't like a big carpenter or anything. It's, little itty bitty little ant just and i'm like oh hell Mm -hmm. and i was drinking out of my it was so cool so when they they agreed to sponsor us they didn't have to this they brought in this uh big swag bag right and so one of the things they got that i love since i'm the only one of us that's a coffee drinker was a a big a big blue coffee mug because on the other side of it says hashtag killing it right (laughs) there you go i love it and so i and so i i happened to look in my 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 coffee drawer later that night or my cabinet with the, with the coffee mugs in it and I saw that and I was like, yup, bloop. So, I mean, if you're listening, you're, you're going to get a call from me today because these these little ants, I ain't, I ain't having that nonsense. I'll tell you what we have and maybe you guys know what it is. I don't think it's an ant. I don't know what it is. They look like little red dots. They don't even look, you'd have to use a microscope, I think, to see the legs on these things. But they're just like little red dots and they're always outside. We have like a, you know, like a nice patio area or whatever. And uh, and they're and they're always back there on the chairs and stuff, and yeah. I don't know what they are. So I know, but my friends at Blue Beetle can help me out with that problem. Right, Tater, you live in like a uh, like a duplex, and so does your uh, does your landlord take care of that? They offer pest control. You would, I would assume they have to. I've taken things into my own hands. I bought some Raid that actually smells good. Raid, hmm. not like I would spray it around the house like it's uh you know for breeze, but it smells <laughs> decent, right? Right, because usually that stuff really stinks. Exactly. Right. So, and I sprayed uh the front door and the back door because I had ants real bad. I'm talking like all over my 
living room floor ants. And I was like, what the heck? So I sprayed that at the front door. So I just, I, I don't know if they do or not. I mean, I guess if there was a huge problem. Hey, real probably. talk, man. We've we've talked on this podcast and on a radio show before about how infrequently you wash your sheets. Like, <laughs> I feel like Blue Beetles were going to come about how you some pest for some uh, bed bugs before it's all said bed and bugs. done. <laughs> Truth is, Blue Beetle can help you with all of your pest control needs. So be sure and look them up, give them a call, and uh, make sure you tell them that uh, the morning drive, the morning after podcast sent you. No, not the Jenny Matthews sent you. Well, I like to include all of us here because we're all talking about Blue Beetle. I appreciate that. Hey, is it weird that I'm taking a vacation in two weeks and I'm not going with my wife? I got we've talked about this a little bit and I I don't want to say it's weird. It's different. I I don't know how I feel. I've told you before, I love to do things by myself. I mean, I love to go to the movies by myself. I'll go have a meal by myself, go shopping by myself. I really don't mind it. But you do. You don't like to do things by yourself like that. No, not true. Um, I do enjoy going to a movie by myself. A Fast and Furious movie is a perfect example. Mrs. Keller, no desire to see a Fast and Furious movie. So I went and saw a Fast and Furious movie by myself. If you remember the John Krasinski movie, A Quiet Place, a couple years ago. Saw that one by myself because she refuses to see any movie that she thinks might scare her. She's just not a scary movie person. I respect that. So I went and saw it by myself. Sitting at a bar or a restaurant by myself, mm-hmm. not my thing. But you you are comfortable doing that. Yeah, very comfortable doing that. I feel like Tater's comfortable doing that, too. I, I know you'll go out to the bar, and then he'll just meet new friends He'll be at friends the bar. with everybody by the end of the night. You are a wild dude. But see, that's where <laughs> we're different. I don't really want any of that. I just want to go, like, sit quietly and just be by myself. I think it's because I have kids, like, constantly with me and just on me, and it's like when I get a moment by myself, it's just kind of nice. That's fair. I but understand. to take a trip by myself, I... Don't well, know about that. Well, so I'm not going by myself. Okay. Um, I'm so I live in Kansas City. My mom lives in St. Louis, and we are flying. We are meeting in Denver. Uh, she's got an old friend from way back there. When I was in preschool, we lived in Denver for just a little while. My mom still has friends out there, and they bought this very nice house, very lovely house. So we're spending a and, and like she's watched me grow up, but I've I've always known this woman, and so. We're going to her house and a new house. They just built it. It's beautiful. It's on a golf course. Going to play a lot of golf while I'm up there. And uh, I'm just excited to go. And it was it was interesting, though, because we were talking about it yesterday. And this is actually a point of pride I take in our relationship. But but I want your guys' honest opinion. Like, if this honestly sounds weird to you, I because I, it, it won't bother me. I'm just curious as to your thoughts. But she appro- Mrs. Keller approached me yesterday, and she was like, hey, this Colorado thing. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, would you be upset if I just kind of didn't go? And I'm like, no, I have no problem. I'm like, I'm like, why? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, honestly, I was just looking forward to kind of having the house to myself oh, for a couple days. Yes, girl. And I'm like, I have no issues with that whatsoever. No, okay, so that's a little bit of a different scenario. I thought you meant like taking a trip by yourself because I know Todd, who works here at the radio station, does he actually does that? He'll mm-hmm. go and do hikes and all sorts of stuff all by himself. Oh, exercise. I thought that's what you meant. So as far as like I would take a trip, um, I've done that. You know, where I met some girlfriends in Florida and we kind of had a girls' weekend. And mm-hmm. my husband hasn't. I'm trying to think if he's really done. Yes, he has because he went to the Masters one year. Um, oh, and he's done. God. That is so awesome. So, oh my God. Yeah. I'm so jealous of that right well, now. Well, you know, golf is his life. That's I mean, true. he loves it. So, he, that was a huge deal for him. And it didn't make any sense for me to go. First of all, I don't even know if I was invited. Right. <laughs> Second of all, I think it would have cost a fortune. But I, third, I have no interest. You go. Like, you do you. Right. So, we have that kind of relationship as well where it's whatever. Yeah, like I, you can travel, yeah, traveling alone, maybe not so much, but like I, I, you're, you can be in a committed relationship or just comfortable enough to where 
we, we don't have to. You're going to. Well, I have to go with oh, you because no you're trust, my spouse. Yeah, there's no trust issues or anything yeah. like that. So I, I don't Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear, I guess, from what I'm hearing, that I guess I'm not that weird. I don't know. Tater's got a smirk on his face. No, I wouldn't say that it's weird. I think that if you've been with somebody long enough, you know, and obviously you trust them. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, I'd kind of like to spend a little bit of time away from you. Sure. <laughs> and, and especially yeah. with her working from home now, we're in that same house for 18 hours a day. You know, there's a lot oh, yeah. there. And when we're on separate floors of the house, so it's like, for, you know, like while she's at work, I'm usually, you know, I'm downstairs or upstairs. I'm leaving her alone because, you know, she has to work. But uh, yeah, and then and this way we don't have to pay for like a dog sitter or anything like that. She'll just be at totally. home with the dogs. And, uh, and I'm excited, but I, I love also, and I'm, I'm just kind of, to- I'm totally bragging on my wife and my relationship. Sorry, not sorry, but I, I'm, I'm grateful that she felt comfortable enough to just come tell me, hey, I really don't feel like going. Oh, for sure. Because and, what a waste of time and money, Yeah, you know. To- and then I'm going to tell, like, I, I have to, uh, so she came up to me this just yesterday before we recorded this podcast. So today, actually, as we're recording, I'm going to call my mom later today and be like, hey, Katie's not going to go. Yeah. She just was honestly looking forward to spending some time at the house by herself. And what's cool about, again... Like, my mom, too, is just going to be like, girl, I get it. Like, there's totally. going to be no hostility, no... I'll tell you, so my husband's job t- role changed a bit, like, in the course of his tenure with the company that mm-hmm. he's with. But for a large chunk of it, and especially our kids were very little, but he traveled all the time. He traveled three, four days a week. And I was, you know, I, I it was me at home with the kids, or before there were kids, it was just me, you know, and I kind of, I would get into a routine, and I sort of... I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed being able to get into my bed at 730, 8 o'clock at night, watch what I wanted to watch. No judgment. You know what I mean? Like I could just do whatever I wanted to do. And I'll tell you when his job role switched to where he he didn't travel anymore. It was like an adjustment period. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Probably for both of us, to be honest with you, because he was used to the time away, too. But that's where there's just an immense amount of trust. So he had to give up so many girlfriends and just be with you. I know. I'm so sorry to all of you. So sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We've got a, a co-worker of ours who's, who's about to take off. He found another opportunity in, in a different profession. He's going to go make a lot more money. He's going to travel all the time. And I'm like, dude, you're going to, I'm like, you're just going to have a lady in every city. Yeah. This guy, it's the perfect job for him because he's got no kids. He's got no girlfriend, spouse, nothing. Um, no pets. You know, it, I, I can't imagine. If I weren't in radio, I would be an airline pilot. I think that would be the coolest job ever. I would love to fly. But a, a guy who regularly pushes the wrong button on our very own radio control board, would like to fly an airplane. Yeah, but with re- that voice, the announcements would be on point. They would sound so smooth. Ladies and gentlemen, yep. this is your this is your captain yes, speaking. Yes. This is Captain <laughs> Keller all aboard uh, American Air Flight 2427 to Paris. And I could be the flight attendant, and I could do all like the stupid songs and all the goofy you know, announcements like on Southwest that they do. No, Jenny, don't sell yourself short. You are my co-pilot. You are not a flight attendant. Oh, I don't want to be responsible for other people's lives. No, thank you. (laughs) Plus, I'm too neurotic and worried. I'd be afraid I'd wreck the plane. But you're comfortable being on an airplane where I'm responsible for everybody's lives? Yeah, I trust you. I trust you. Tater? Uh, You know what? You have good vision. So, yeah, you'd be able to see everything. So, yeah, great vision, as you say. And I have to say that when there is a co-pilot, if you do press the wrong button, they could probably go, oh, well, no, you don't do that. Yeah, I do worry about your button pressing. That's I'm a little <laughs> dicey on that, but you have a great sense of direction. You love the map. You love the world. Like am, you, a, You'd be very good at all that. I am a geography nerd. I know which way to point the airplane to get us there. Can you imagine me up there? I'd be like, uh, we got to go north? What? <laughs> no, because, well, I, and I feel like 
I mean, I don't know any airline pilots personally, but I, I mean, I feel like you just look at the the map and there's a there's like GPS, you know, there's like a line. Just just go to follow the line. It's not that hard. I don't Should know. Should be like, all right, I'm gonna go to the arch, make a right, <laughs> and then run into some water, and then hook a left, and we'll go down to Florida. Well, but you're really good too. You talked about this, and like when you're landing on a plane, you know, you can. Matthew does this too. My husband does this, where you can like, oh, there's Zona Rosa, or there's the plaza, mm-hmm. or there's my house, or whatever. I cannot do that. There was one time, so I used to live in apartments that were real close to the Independence Center here in Kansas City, the mall. So it was real easy to find the mall from the sky because it's, it's, it's at this huge intersection of two major interstates. Okay, plus the mall is this, the largest building by far. So I went, okay, mall, okay, and there's the hospital. Oh, and there's my apartment. Like, I found oh, our apartment from mm-mm. the sky. No, can't do it. I, I actually, it's, it's cool. I love, like, when we're flying back from the east, like, flying back from Nashville, from Nashville there, you cross over like kind of Kentucky, and then you kind of hit Missouri. You crawl, you fly over the state of Missouri to get home. So I can usually point out from the Nashville flight. I, I sit on the right side. That way, I'm looking north, so I can see I can see the Mississippi River, and then I can kind of look up far enough. Oh, there's the arch in the distance, and then mm. oh, there's Lake of the Ozarks. Twenty minutes later, and then you kind of hit like Belton before you hang around. Then you usually fly right over downtown, so you can you can spot downtown. You can oh, spot no, the Power no, and Light no, District. No, he has land. He loves to point out the window on a flight and be like, "Don't you see it? It's right there." And I'm like, "No, I really don't. I'm just terrible at that. I know." Here's the thing where I am in life. I know my lane. Like, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not. And I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> Terrible at geography. I, I really think you should, you should fake it for him. Okay, that sounds terrible the way I worded that. I do. <laughs> I, think you should fa- I think you should fake excitement for him. Okay, next time I'll be like, oh my gosh, yes, I totally see it. That's Meanwhile, the lake. Lies. That's the lake. Right. Okay. Because, okay, not to... <laughs> The other day, I'm on the uh, I'm on Facetime with my mom, and my mom, you know, she's remarried now. She has a husband who, you know, she didn't marry him till I was out of the house. It was like, oh, so your stepdad? No, it's my mom's husband. Right, like, it, it's, I get it. We're we're, we're we grown now. Um, anyway, so he is really into cars. So he has this like 1980 something Ford Mustang in the garage, and I'm telling you, he has taken apart and rebuilt the engine like three times. I mean, he is into his Mustang. He loves it. Right, so. My mom hands the phone to him, like we're FaceTiming, and she's like, hey guys, I'm handing the phone to Mark now, he's going to show you something, and you have to be excited. Oh no. <laughs> oh, she already told you to be excited. <laughs> she did. Cause, oh, okay. Because he knows, he, I mean, he's not, so he knows that like it's not our thing, but he was excited to show us, and and I've been like that as well, like I've gone to them like, hey, listen to, listen to this break we had on the radio, listen to what we talked about on right. the radio, knowing that there's no way they care as much as I do about it. So I was like, all right, man, show us what you got. He shows us, yeah, this is the manifold. And this is the exhaust and the intake oh, and the boy. turbocharger. And the and I was like, Mark, does that make it loud? He's like, actually, it makes it quieter. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. And he's just showing me all this stuff. And I'm telling you, I'm proud of my wife. I'm proud of me because we sounded real into it. Yeah, <laughs> but not so much. We were not into it at all. No, and I think everybody has to do that from time to time because, you know, you want to be nice and, and friendly, especially, gosh, when you're getting to know somebody when you're dating. Oh, yeah. And I remember with Matthew, he very into NASCAR. I couldn't give two <laughs> flying Fs about NASCAR. And as it turns out, once I went to a race and I experienced it in person, I mean, I got it a little bit. You know what I mean? I could understand sure. the excitement. Um, But overall, like, to sit and just watch a NASCAR race on TV is just, I would rather like cut my toenails or something. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that uh, once you went and did something, you kind of got it. Same thing for my best friend, Chris. He was always like, man, obsessed with the St. Louis Blues. 
and I could care less about hockey. I was always a football guy. Because watching hockey on TV, you're like, where's the puck? I can't even find it. Remember back in the day, they had the glowing puck. I wish they'd bring that back. They're talking about the NHL just signed a new contract with ESPN. uh, Fox did that originally, but they did sign a new contract with ESPN and ABC. And like, there's going to be games on ESPN Plus now. And just just keep an eye out. I mean, maybe okay. like the All-Star game or something, it might come back. That's like There's, it is with when I'm watching golf, though. Or not that I sit and watch golf, but when my husband watches it. But you can't you can't see the ball. You see where it lands. Like, you well, yeah, where it lands. But then they always show the sky. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> see the ball. <laughs> Me too. But now they do the, like, okay, so on the drive, on the first shot off the off the tee, they do the top tracer now. There's a nice red line that shows its, its flight path. Thank you very much for doing that. Because without that and just watching for the ball, good luck. Like, where is it? (laughs) And it's not like a straight line. It kind of does this, like, wild spiral thing and then just kind of falls straight down. Beautiful to watch. Oh, my God. And golf, I love playing, but I'm with you. I don't like watching. Great to nap. Nap, too. I I fall asleep every time it's on. (laughs) Because all you hear is just the gentle whispering whispering of the broadcast and the birds tweeting softly in the background. Not like on their phones. And the swing of the club, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then just this quiet flight and a little light breeze. and And then just the... Golf clap. <laughs> a little pitter pat. I love it. But oh. anyway, back to your story though. So, but you weren't really into hockey till you went to a hockey game, and then you were into it. Yeah. So he yeah. would always like watch it because he was a huge. He has a Blues tattoo. That's how hardcore he is. My man. So uh, we'd watch the game, and I'm like, I just don't get it. Like, I can't follow the puck. I, I like the fighting. That's always cool. Of course. And he was like, We should go to a game. We should go to a game. I'm like, Nah, I'm good, man. And then he was like, Hey, I really can't go to this game. It's t- tickets to see the Red Wings play, which at that point were hated rivals. And he goes, They're really good seats. Why don't you and your girl go? I said, Okay. We went hooked. I mean, we won. Mm-hmm. There was fights. Mm-hmm. People were getting knocked out, scoring. We're going crazy. And my girl was even more excited about going to games than I was. And she said, we got to go. We got to go. We went to like two or three a week at, for a long period of time. So going to an event. But I, every time we watched it, I'm like, yeah, man, cool. They scored. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're there in person, you're like, yeah. You know I, what I mean? You crazy. know, I know people that are like that with country music who not – into it or thought they weren't into it and then mm-hmm. saw a country show live and was oh oh okay you know kind of got into a genre because of seeing hey, it live hey, look, us boys we see a couple girls in them short denim skirt oh, oh I, this is I, what this is <laughs> i see why now you have to ask her to dance and if she says no you have to walk away you can't be harassing about it but <laughs> but it, I, I see the yeah it's, it's not bad um so I mean, y'all know, like, like, yeah, hockey's always been my thing too. So I like, I love your friend, by the way. Um, but yeah, I, I always say when you go to a hockey game for a first time in person, you need to see a goal, a fight, and a win, and then you're hooked for life. And that because that's what happened to me. I saw, I saw a huge fight. I also saw at the time, our our head coach was not well liked within the city, and his face came up on this. I'll never forget, guys. I remember that this was 1994. All right, I'm a little kid, and they put our head coach on the Jumbotron, and the whole <laughs> arena, boo, boo. Uh, for those who are, but Mike Keenan was the coach. I, oh, I, oh, hate boy, that yeah. guy. I know, Jenny, you're like, I don't know who that is. I literally just, tuned out like five seconds ago. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> so Chick-fil-A and Target right next to each <laughs> oh, other. I'm back. Hey, Jenny's I'm back. In. Hey, I'm in. great. Funny that you mentioned Target because we were talking earlier on the show today about, you know, service animals. Like, what would your service animal be? Because there's a beer, apparently. That- there's an emotional support beer. And it's just like an IPA that's brewed by this place in New York. And it, it, all it says is it says emotional support beer on the can. And then they actually, every a portion of those proceeds and everything they sell 
goes to a, a company that tries to match shelter dogs with 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 for, with veterans. Which is beautiful. I love everything about that. That's so good. But I was saying that and truly, and I feel like the ladies would agree with me on this, that Target is absolutely my emotional support companion. Because I'm not kidding... I would, no matter what I'm going through in life, if I'm having a stressful day, something tragic's happened, my go-to is Target. I'll tell you this. I was in the hospital a few years back. We've talked about this several times on the podcast. And I got out of the hospital and it was for some intestinal things. So you got to remember, like, I'm walking very delicately. (laughs) I I had a very difficult time. I managed to get myself to Target immediately. Like we left the hospital and the first place I went was Target. Not home to see your children. Nope. First to Target. And that's when I realized I had a problem. But it also, I realized, I also recognized that it was my emotional support place. What'd you get? Like a pack of gum? I don't even remember. Maybe some gas X. Probably one of those donuts you had to sit on or something like that. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It was a tough time in my life. Maybe some gas eggs. But it just is a good therapeutic place for me. Do you guys have like a place you go to that, you know, I, my husband, his is Home Depot. He lo- he could all day. He loves it. Could walk the I, aisles of Home Depot. Yeah, you say that, but I think your husband and I share the same uh, emotional support area for very different reasons. But there is something about being on a golf course in golf. person. Yep. That is very relaxing. and So here's my thing with golf. I only started playing a couple years ago, and I was always very hesitant. Because you hear the room. If you have, like, always thought about playing golf, and you're, I'm telling you this as somebody who totally sucks at it. I've literally never kept score any time I play. But I, my kind of stigma thought about it was, you know, you have to be good. You have to, like, practice a lot and be good before yeah. you're even allowed to go onto a course. No. Totally not the case. And, and, you know, I was like, well, I don't want to play and, like, just, like, come in last place and embarrass myself. Oh my gosh, all you do is you go outside for four hours on a beautiful day, you drink beer and hit a bunch of bad shots, you don't care, and then occasionally you hit a good shot, and when you hit a good shot, all your boys around, oh, I'm sorry, all your people, because women play golf too, I'm sorry, your, your, your group of friends around you just goes, hey, that's what's up, we got one, like, like the whole group is excited well, when one person finally hits a good shot, I love it. if you go with that type of group, my husband takes it very seriously. Yeah, I, I'm not golfing. And, you know, a bad day on the golf course. I mean, he will come home just in a mood. <laughs> a good day on the golf course and everything's roses. Is, you know. is, he, uh, is he of the gambling type? Does he like... He always, There's always money on the line. Yeah. And um, here's the thing. He golfs with a bunch of guys that start drinking at 6 o'clock in the morning and don't stop until about 6 o'clock at night. Taylor, when I didn't the- know you golf with Matthew. <laughs> I know, right? I, I'm the one who brings the beer. I got a cooler full. But, but my up. husband doesn't. He won't. I And to my knowledge, I mean, he might. Okay. I know how he drinks. He might have a Mick Ultra on the golf course, like right. maybe, but probably not. Like he's not really a drinker while he golfs. He takes it very seriously. So he usually wins all the money. <laughs> okay. That just, that reminds me of a random story that I'm going to share with you now. So uh, early on in my radio career, uh, I, I worked at this very small radio station, this cluster of radio stations in, in North Central Illinois. And at the time we had a, a news guy, the guy who read the news for all the radio stations. You know, the news guy are different than like the morning show people. The news guys are very serious. His name was Adam. He's from Wisconsin. Okay. And Adam was a proud Wisconsinite. Wis- Wisconsin. 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 I feel like is the Yeah, he's a proud Wisconsin. He was so know. proud of it that one day. You know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to fit in. I'm, I'm, I'm very new in the company. I'm trying to fit in. And I'm like, you know, Adam, I will sometimes. Ever- Do you remember a couple of years ago, California dairy farmers ran the real California cheese yeah. ads? Do you remember those ads? 
So obviously Wisconsin is best known for their cheese, and rightfully so. It's the best cheese you'll ever have. And so I just I said, you know, Adam, sometimes I just prefer that real California cheese. Just being silly. And this guy <laughs> loathed my soul for the rest of his tenure with the what? company because I had the audacity to joke that I prefer California cheese over Wisconsin cheese. Dang. What a douchebag. So we're on the podcast. <laughs> we can say that. He, But he really was. That dude was a douchebag. But I, I say because you were talking about how like your husband golfs very seriously. Right. So some of the guys on the radio team, we, we had a... There was a bowling alley not far away from the radio station, and we and, and they had a, a team. And to show you the seriousness of this league, it was nine pin no tap, which means if you get nine pins down, it counts as a strike. It's a beer drinking, let's have a good time, also occasionally throw a heavy ball league. There's, sure. But old Adam was on the team. Oh, boy. Took that, it real seriously. And I'm telling you, the pitcher spe- the, the, the Miller Lite pitcher specials were incredible on bowling night. Mm-hmm. Adam did not drink on bowling night because it's bowling night. Now, at this point, and so I'm new to town. One of the other DJs asked me, hey, one of our guys is in the hospital or something, so come on out and bowl with us. <laughs> and my God, I hadn't picked up a bowling ball in a decade. I remember. There were no bumpers. I, I can tell you now, I bowled a 32. I don't know what that oh, wow. means. Is that good? Out of 300. <laughs> is that terrible? I don't know. I don't know if you want to be high or low. No, you, you, 300 is a perfect score. Oh. Zero means you literally hit no pins. Oh, so you're terrible. And I got 32. Okay. Very bad score. So, but I'm having a great time. And I bought a couple pitchers because I'm the new guy. And I understand that's a, I kept buying the beer. So I was the guy. Except cheese boy Adam here. Oh, he did not. Not only did I tell him that I prefer California cheese, I didn't bowl good enough for him. Oh, boy. And he was like, he can't ever come back. He can't ever. But luckily, everybody, everyone who's a douchebag. So everyone's like, Adam, shut up. Shut up, Adam. It's nine pin no tap bowling at the Illinois Valley Super Bowl on a Wednesday night. <laughs> oh, shut up. Stop. Like, it's fun. And so, needless to say, he didn't last long in the company. I ended up there for a little over four years. You he know was why? A dork, man. You know why he did news then? Because he couldn't handle anything else. I don't, like, what the hell, man? Oh, my God. He was like, here are the latest farm crop reports. Shut up, Adam. No one cares about the farm crop reports. <laughs> Listen to this. Talking about being serious. So I am kind of serious when I play Xbox, and we're playing this game called Domination. It's an objective game. And uh, I linked up with this dude, and people think that I kind of get angry at the game. This guy took the game so serious. We're losing, right? Getting whooped. And he's screaming. Did I had to mute my mic because I was laughing so hard. He goes, this is my day off. Oh, no. What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> what? Oh, and he's like just straight. And then his kid's like in the background. <laughs> Daddy, are you okay? I'm busy. It's my oh, day my off, God. and I got to be paired with these idiots. Well, I mean, this is like I've watched men <laughs> watch sports and yell at the TV. I mean, yeah. you all take your stuff very seriously. I, look, I will say, so I've I've calmed down tremendously when it comes to watching sports. I know I refuse to watch football with Tater. That's nothing against you personally, but I know you get passionate, especially when your Saints are playing. I don't, I don't want to be near you, man. Like, cause I know you get a little too into it for me. Well, I mean, it's it's very emotional because you're like linked with this team, and there's so many Chiefs fans that I have found that are just so like when my team lose lose a game, and that's usually played on Sunday. Right, it'll bleed into Monday. I'm like, <sighs> you know. 
But, and, and Chiefs fans here in Kansas City can certainly relate to that. Yeah, there there has been some two and fourteen seasons, but you know they're doing good now. So it really lifts your spirit. So I mean, it's it's kind of like it's a support, yeah. emotional support team. For for <laughs> me, it's it's playoff hockey time. Play when those when my beloved Blues are in the, are in the playoffs. Like I like I don't sit. It's it's Blues hockey, and it's when Connor McGregor fights. Like I can't sit down. Like I stand with my arms crossed, very stoic, and I pace. Like I just walk back and forth over here, and then I walk over to this side, and then I'm back, and then I'll plant my feet and just watch. Like if I focus because I'm focused, that means the team's focused too. Mm. So it all it's, relies on you. No, it lays it, on and, you. It, and it doesn't. I remember I a few years ago the Royals were hot for the first time in I don't know how many years. Thirty, 30 years. <laughs> okay, yeah. it would have been a long time. But I know since the time since my you know time in Kansas City, it was the first time they were any good at all. And so I was very excited. You know me. I went out and bought every Royals shirt I could possibly get my hands on. I had all the gear. You know, we're in the World Series. And I had gone to Maryland uh, to visit some family. And, of course, I've been born and raised there. But I was never a diehard Orioles fan by any stretch. Well, the Orioles and the Royals were playing each other. And my nephew, who is diehard Orioles, sports, you name it. He's the one that throws things at the TV. I mean, he gets very into it. (laughs) He was legitimately, like, mad at me. And I, you know me, I wasn't taking it seriously at all. Of course I wanted us to win, but I was just more about like, oh my God, we're in the World Series, you know. Right. I mean, it ca- I would say it caused a rift, but I mean, it was uncomfortable. He was genuinely, he was genuinely hating on me, genuinely mad at me. I just don't take life too seriously. So. You deserve it. Yeah. You deserve it. You, you, come on, you got to support the hometown team. Well, my hometown now. It's, it's Kansas it, City. It's, it, it is interesting because there are, okay, and I bet even like our, our, our audience listening to this podcast I would imagine that there are some of you who have lived in Kansas City for your entire life, and there are others who who have maybe migrated to Kansas City, but you didn't originally start here. All all three of us have migrated to Kansas City. None, none of us are originally from here. So I take myself, for example, being from St. Louis, um, there is a bit of a baseball rivalry between our two cities, and and there are some people, uh, both from both both from from my hometown and from here in KC. Who just they think it's like a the sin that how you cannot root for multiple baseball teams. It's so silly. And I'm well, here's the thing. Growing up, I agree. When I had only ever lived in St. Louis, I'm like, you can only be a fan and it has to be your home team. Now, people have different life experiences, man. Like I I want both teams win because I'm from there, but I live here. When you live in multiple cities, I, it, it's okay, mm-hmm. but if you've only ever lived in one city your whole life, like I, I see why maybe you wouldn't understand where I'm coming from. But live somewhere else, and, and you meet, especially you meet people, you meet friends who are then lifelong fans of maybe another team, and so maybe you're not rooting for the team, you're rooting for him, for them. I loathe the Chicago Cubs, which are one of those love teams, but they're a rival of the team that I grew up cheering for. But my wife's from Chicago, and when they won their World Series the year after the Royals, right. I was so happy for her. Yeah. And all those and all those beer bowling buddies in Illinois, they were all Cubs fans. And I was I was so happy for them. Mm-hmm. Hate their stupid team, but I was happy for them. Like that's <laughs> yeah. okay. I mean, I'm not a diehard sports person in general, so for me, it's all just fun. But I know <laughs> that people take it so, so seriously. You know, they get literally crushed when things don't go their way or I don't know. By the way, I hope as you're listening to this, you're you're planning on on visiting Kauffman Stadium this year. Uh, as as we're recording this podcast, opening day is tomorrow. Yeah. Let's go Royals! Hey, yeah. Hey, hold on, taking on the Texas Rangers to start the year. I just like the feel 
of this time of year. You oh. know, I like knowing, even if I'm not at the games or watching the games, I like knowing it's going on, you know? It just feels good. Opening day is one of my unofficial favorite hot. We talked about this before on the podcast, right. but there's something about baseball's opening day, because even like, if we're all being honest here, I, I don't think I'm being mean saying this, but I don't think anybody is legitimately expecting the Kansas City Royals to win the World Series this year. I don't know. I, I think we, we did it. We can do it again. I mean, I know we've got a whole crop of different players and stuff, but... It's, I'm hopeful. It's it's unlikely. I'm hopeful. That, that being said, it doesn't matter. Right. There is just something about, and I think it's every city that has a baseball. There there is a a hopefulness. There's this, there's a feeling of hope on opening day. Well, just because you know it's kind of like the start of summer, the unofficial start of summer. Yeah. And again, that's why they play the game. You never know. Maybe they yeah. do go all the way. But there's just this sense of of, of hope and optimism that you don't feel every day of the year, but you feel it on opening day. Hey, happy opening day, Kansas City. Happy opening day, baseball fans. The opening day in baseball is just so beautiful. And Jenny, I'm, I know you're not as big of a sports fan, but I like that you appreciate the happiness that is opening day of baseball oh, season. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, like I think as growing up, I didn't really cheer for any teams because I was just, I don't know, too young and just wasn't into it, whatever. So I'm not really, I was never attached to any of my Maryland teams. But it is fun to be in Kansas City, and I, it was one thing that stood out to me when I moved here is I love the passion for our teams that this city has. I mean, truly, people people go all out, and I knew when we won the World Series or that if we ever won a World Series or a Super Bowl, this town would go nuts, and that's exactly what happened oh both gosh. times. Just being here in this town, I, I, I moved here the year before Patrick Mahomes got drafted to the Chiefs. It's been cool to watch. It's been so much fun to watch. I'm very grateful he's on our team. And it's interesting now because now the internet's kind of hating him more and more. Like, he's becoming the new Brady. Like, people are kind of hating him because he's just... Because he's good. Because he he wins. And Brady just beat him in the Super Bowl. He he did, but that doesn't mean he's not a winner, you know? Like, and people are just kind of, oh, you're talking about him too much. And after we all probably hated the Patriots and Tom Brady, well... Get ready. All, all that hate is now kind of being turned towards Kansas City because they're the good team now. But I think, too, like, I mean, I was even a little bit over just Chiefs this, Chiefs that, you know, during the whole season. I, again, enjoying it while it was going on. But, right. you know, by the end, it's like, okay, I'm ready to move on. And so now we're moving on to baseball, and I'll feel that way about the end of baseball, which There's, goes on forever. Well, there won't be the passion for baseball. Very well, a little more casual in KC come baseball season because, you know. You, know. <laughs> you never know what can happen. Here's the thing. You never know what can happen. So let's remain optimistic. You Happy never know. Day. Happy opening, Happy opening day. day. I'm so excited. I love hearing like opening day because that means it's going to be nice weather soon. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what I love hearing. Which means bugs. So thank you to our friends at Blue Beetle Pest Control for taking care of all the bugs hey! for Kansas hey! City. Truly, if you want to, you know, pest control from just a really great company. Um, we've had Mitch, you know, the owner of Blue Beetle on the, sh- on the podcast. And um, he... I don't know. He's just a good dude, and it's a good company, and uh, they do a great job. So, Blue Beetle Pest Control. Shout out to Blue Beetle. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Morning After. We appreciate you. We will be back next week. and uh, Go Royals. Yeah. I didn't have anything creative to say, so let's go with that. <laughs>